Is there not an entire section on this subject? Yes, that's what's unfair. I may have I may have changed my mind about ether, for example. Is is your is your book for sale about it? Yes it I'm not sure. I just go and try and do a better job. Let me tell you. 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 Say it like you mean it. This is my body. Yo, Trey. What up? I got something to say. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Let Me Tell You, episode 95. I'm your host, The Evangelical Norm. So, again, we we have gotten through another week, and it has been insane in what has gone on. And, you know, we'll jump right in. We officially have a new president-elect. Joe Biden was uh, certified and voted in. Congress has done. So, if, if we continue to follow after the... You know, the steps in the process of the election, I still maintain there is no office of the president-elect. This is something that I believe George Bush made up. I don't think Clinton ever sat behind the pulpit that said office of the president-elect. But Bush did it. uh, Obama did it. Trump did it. And every time one of those guys got behind the pulpit that said office of the president-elect, I said the same thing. There's no such thing as an office of the president-elect. We now have a president-elect, and he will have an office on January 21st. When he is, I think the inauguration is the 20th, I think, maybe. So that day, he will officially be the president. At this point, he still has no legal authority to do anything. He's just been elected. Donald Trump is still the president until the day of Joe Biden's inauguration. So, with all that being said, welcome to the next episode of, uh, did you pay attention to the last round meathead, uh, or did you listen to the last round meathead, pay attention, you're saying the same ish that he said, right? Um, here's the thing, I have, I have tried to build this podcast on the, the attitude of consistency, Consistency in your worldview, consistency in your action. And I've constantly talked about how, you know, as conservatives, we find ourselves, end up finding ourselves saying the same thing that the liberals say and back and forth and back and forth. It seems like every two to four years when we have some kind of an election and one side loses and one side wins and blah, 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 we end up in this situation of we have no concept of continuity. We have no concept of consistency. We just, we, you know, we play the game of what aboutism, you know, well, they did this. Well, what, what would happen if this happened and what would happen if it was this group? We do these silly games. Um, I don't like hypotheticals in that sense. I don't like to play what aboutism, you know, again, we, we just saw it here with the, the storming of the Capitol and, (laughs) Everybody making the statement, well, if those were a bunch of black guys, uh, it would be treated a whole lot differently. True, probably, but it wasn't. So let's not look and, and go, you know, this is, let's look at the thing. It is what it is. Let's look at it and deal with it as it was. Let's not try to turn this into something that, you know, so we can continue to push forth some kind of a narrative or whatever. We look at it like it was. But again, the same stuff started happening when this broke out. 
we would call it, I, I mean, I don't even know if you can call this a riot. This is literally a siege. You know, it, this is, this falls in line with what happened in Seattle with, with Chaz or Chop or whatever you want to call it. What happened in Portland where for days and days and, and, and I mean, I don't remember exactly how long it was, but maybe it was like 30 days in a row where riots were happening, where federal buildings were under attack. People were trying to break into federal buildings. These are political coups. Man, I don't know if coup is the word I want. Um, these are literal attacks on governments. You know, whether it be Chaz and you're trying to set up your own individual government and autonomous zone or, um, you know, storming the, the Capitol. Here's a lot of stuff that went down. And so, I mean, we could go in so many directions with simply this. But, and, and coming back to, again, the topic of we're saying the same stuff. And, and, and I'm, I, I have to choose my words wisely because I'm not going to say we're, we with this group. Because I do not in any way, shape, or form condone what these people have done. You know, I am a conservative. I did not want to see Joe Biden elected president. I do not want to see democratic policies going into effect for the next four years or two years while they have a complete control of the, of the government. I, I cringe to think of what's going to happen in the next two years with the Democrats in control of the house, the Senate and the executive office. You know, I, I, I cringe. I mean, taxes are going to go way up because we're going to be funding all kinds of stuff. Abortion on demand without apology is going to happen. You know, and in spades, you know, the is it the Hyde Amendment that says that we can't use uh, federal dollars for abortion? That's going to go away. That's going to go away. They are unapologetically going to give money to abortion clinics to use to kill babies. But that still does not put me in the same place as what these people did. Because I guarantee you, these were the same people that over the last year, as we watched riot after riot after riot, that said, it's wrong to destroy property. It's wrong to do this. It's okay to protest, but it's wrong to do this. So as long as it was just a rally listening to uh, the pre- the president make his case and do whatever it was that he was doing, that was fine. As soon as they did this and they invaded the Capitol and breached the, the, the doors and, and whatever you want to call it, I think the lady from, uh, I, I wish I could remember the actress's name. She plays Cara Dune on The Mandalorian, basically laid out, put out a tweet or whatever was have fun storming the castle. I I don't agree with that, but they stormed the castle. Essentially, that's what they did. Right. And so again, to, to, to watch this happen as it happened is, is ridiculous on so many levels. Cause one, the, again, these are the same people that were complaining about riots over the last few months. And now they're literally doing the same stuff. Did they burn down the Capitol? No. Did they set buildings on fire? No. But they still destroy public, the federal property. They destroyed doors. They destroyed windows. They did all kinds of stuff. They literally 
put people in fear of their lives. A woman was killed during this, this siege as they were going into this place. They were, people were in fear of their lives. The same way people were in fear of their lives during the riots and so on. Now, again, I hear the, the, the things that they said. You know, and, it, and again, these guys were the ones that were arguing that, that riots were wrong and all this stuff was, was so wrong and, and horrible, right? But now they're doing the same stuff and they're trying to make the same excuses. You know, again, during the riots, and I apologize, I've got an itch in my nose. I need to quit itching. Don't touch your face. Um, you know, during the riots, the those on the left, Black Lives Matter and so on, were saying this is the voice of the unheard. Right? And it, it, apparently it's a quote. I think it's a, a quote out of Martin Luther King's uh, letters from Birmingham jail, uh, where it says that the riots are the voice of the unheard. Okay, if that's the case, and you were using that as an excuse to riot earlier in the year, then you can't say anything to these guys. You can't make comments about what they're doing because, again, I can see where I can see with Black Lives Matter and stuff like that where they felt like they were not being heard. I mean, how many black men and women did we see some justifiable a lot unjustifiable killed by police in the last year. I mean, Breonna Taylor was in no way, shape or form justifiable. Even when you break down and you get the real story of what was going on and who she had, she no, she wasn't in her bed asleep and so on. It was still an unjustified shooting by those police. Right. And they, they you know, okay. I'm not going to get into that argument, but George Floyd. Yeah, he was on drugs. Yeah, he had done horrible things in his past. None of that warranted nine minutes with a knee on his neck. None of that. You know, again, I mean, I'm trying, I'm drawing a blank, uh, you know, but there are some that I would say were, were actually justified in what went down and what happened. But, the idea of, you know, we see one of these things happen and then there's there's a protest and a riot and then it happens again and there's a protest and a riot and it happens again and there's a protest and a riot. How much more do we get to the point where these people are going, we do not feel like we're being heard? I can see that. I can look at what all those things that went down and I can go, I understand. I still don't condone and accept that as an excuse to burn down businesses and so on. And just make comments like, well, you know, those places are insured. But again, I saw the same thing from somebody on the right. And of course, it was they were trying to mock those who said it. But they were like, well, isn't the capital insured? Completely missed the point, bro. But here we we had an election, and and if you're gonna say there's no evidence for fraud or whatever, you're not looking at. There was some sketchy stuff that went down in Georgia, in Nevada, in Arizona. There was a lot of sketchy stuff. Was it enough to change the election or anything like that? I don't know. 
But if you're going to deny that there was this sketchy stuff happening and then it turned around and it happened again in Georgia this month when they had to run off. When you're shutting down polling places at a certain time and then suddenly by magic or whatever, a few hours later, there's a whole lot more votes for the Democrats magically appearing. You've got to go, something is up. And these people, when they went to this rally, they felt like they were not being heard. So if you're going to use Martin Luther King's reasoning for riots as the riots being the voice of the unheard then and you're excusing those things that happened throughout the year then you've got to go give these guys a pass too because they feel like they were unheard and again people are like well you're just doing it because you didn't get your way but we're dying okay well there's a differentiation there but still it it it, it is the building up of frustrations that lead to these things. But again, so we're seeing the same people making the same excuses on the same side that they said were invalid when the other side made them. Didn't you listen to the last round meathead? Pay attention. You're saying the same ish that he said. It is, it, it, it is mind boggling that we find ourselves in this place that, that one, you know, these people gave up any moral ground they had. I had a conversation with some of the, the Patreon supporters for a cross-examine podcast that I watch. I'm one of the Patreon supporters, and so we, we do a Zoom meeting where those of us who are financially supporting get to kind of have access to Kurt and Stract and, and kind of chop it up and, and have a good time. And one of the comments that was made as we talked about this, and Kurt said it, was, I'll, these guys gave up whatever moral ground they have. You can no longer call yourself, well, I can, uh, it's kind of hard to say that, but you maintained as conservatives, and we heard this throughout the year, you know, especially as we saw Second Amendment protests and stuff like that, where they were like, see, when, we, when conservatives gather, they don't get violent. They don't do this. They, they stay peaceful and blah, blah, blah. Well, open mouth, insert, insert foot. I hope you enjoy the taste of shoe leather, Trump supporters, because you just blew that argument out of the water. And then the same, again, the same arguments came up again, where in the riots throughout the year, everyone was saying, well, no, we, we were infiltrated by like white people or whatever that wanted to turn it into riots and they started it. And then these other people just followed. And I looked at that and I was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we did see some pictures of some people who were maybe not BLM. Maybe they were Antifa. Maybe this were that and, you know, starting to break windows and stuff like that. But what I did see a whole lot of video after video after video were BLM people throwing Molotov cocktails, stealing things out of stores, busting up windows and so on. It wasn't all Antifa that I saw doing that. And, and again, if you're so willing to jump in behind Antifa and run into, you know, this, this illegal situation, you're probably bent on doing it anyway. So we heard those arguments quite a bit, but then we got the same ones here. Well, no, no, it wasn't really Trump followers. It was Antifa in disguise. 
Did you not listen to the last round, Meathead? Pay attention. You're saying the same ish that he said. It's amazing. It is mind-boggling to see that, that, that people start making these excuses and they don't even catch it. They don't even realize it. They're, they're so completely out of tune with what's happening that they don't realize that just a few months ago, they were trying to shoot down the same arguments that they're making now. And it, it, I mean, again, I keep using the term mind boggling because my mind is boggled. It, I'm, I'm like amazed to watch this happen. Yeah, and, and then, you know, we, we move into and it, get, and it feeds into the same exact narrative. So because of all this, because of things that Trump said and so on, did he incite violence? Did he not? Again, I don't think we can blame the president and anything that he said unless he actually said, go and bust down the doors and invade the Capitol. Then we can blame him for inciting violence. And, but we can't blame him in the words that he said any more than we could blame Obama for the officers that were shot in Dallas, Texas during BLM protests. Then we, we can't blame who else? I mean, other people have said things during different times, you know, Kamala Harris and, and uh, Maxine Waters, who said, you know, go into restaurants and, and upset people. And when you see conservatives or whatever, go in and, and, and we can't blame her. I mean, she literally told them, go do this. But she didn't say go burn things down. So unless somebody says, go out and, and do violence, go out and hurt someone, we can't cause, cause them, you know, we can't blame them for what other people have done. Even if it is done in their name. If this is done in the name of Trump, we can't blame Trump because he didn't say, go and do this. You know, he literally, I mean, put out tweets and videos saying, please go home. Please go be peaceful. Don't do, don't commit violence. But yet, oh no, the president incited violence. And what that did is it led to him being completely deplatformed on uh, Twitter and Facebook and so on. And so again, what we have is we hear, we get the, the, we're, we're giving conservatives the idea that they are being silenced. I mean, the president, absolutely, there's no doubt about it. He has been silenced by Twitter. Permanently deleted the real Donald Trump account. Apparently, their stock dropped about 10% the next day, which is amazing. Um, but then, you know, Facebook is there. People are saying they're losing friends or whatever on Facebook and, and they're being censored and so on. And YouTube, um, Amazon dropped parlor, which is supposed to be the free speech alternative. You know, Google won't put, put it in their play store. Apple won't allow parlor, you know, these, these free speech, um, alternatives. And apparently it's just parlor because parlor gave Trump a, a, a thing. I mean, I don't know that they've gotten rid of MeWe or gab, or, um, I mean, there's any number, Telegram or Telegraph, or I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I've made accounts on most of these, and I've still stuck out with the big two, Twitter and Facebook, because I don't have the time to commit to diversify over all these other things, and this is where the majority of my communication is, is on these two. But they, they silence the president. Okay, so now 
you know, and then we're, we're getting where they're basically going parlor. We're not going to give you a platform. And so conservatives, again, you can't go and say riots are the voice of the unheard. And then literally within days start giving the impression that you are, are literally trying to silence the voice of those who have a conservative message. Do I agree with the Trump cult? I mean, I was one of the first people to start using the word and the hashtag Trump cult. You know, I made, I made the meme and I still use it from time to time with the big, I mean, the big stage that they made with the huge, like 17, 18 feet high letters that said Trump at the, at the Republican National Convention when he got the, the nomination. And I, I took this and I, I put in, you know, the lyrics from uh, Sound of Silence. Simon and Garfunkel and the people bowed and prayed to the neon God they made the Trump cult is it, they are literally that they are a cult that is following after the neon God that they made in Donald Trump. And I have no, I have no sympathy for them. I have no allegiance or alliance with them. I did not vote for Trump ever. I did not like Trump. Did I agree with some of his policies? And I think he was doing some, some okay things. Yes. But yet still Trump was, uh, pro LGBTQ, you know, did not support traditional biblical marriage. He was not a hundred percent pro choice. He still was for exempt exemptions in, uh, incest and rape and so on. So he wasn't truly a pro-life president. He did not go through with what he said he was going to do and defund Planned Parenthood. None of these things happen, but I still don't think you need to be giving the impression that you're literally silencing a segment of society because you don't agree with it. I just did a huge Facebook purge of friends. I went from 1,500 to just over 1,000 friends on Facebook. I deleted over 500 people, and it had nothing to do with their political views or anything else, because if that were the case, I'd have got rid of my cousin, Matt, who I love, and my old buddy, uh, who was one of my groomsmen in my marriage, Daniel. Um, you know, These guys have Joe Palacios, another good buddy of mine, you know, I would have completely cut them out because we have had, you know, some, some serious disagreements politically on this, but I got rid of the people. There's a lot of people that were, you know, that added me simply because I was friends with like Jeff Durbin or Doug Wilson or any of these guys. And I was on a list of people you might know. So there were people I never interacted with or people that immediately after I accepted their friend request, they were hitting me up on messenger. Look, I, I save my messenger for people that I actually know. And so I can have private conversations with people that I know that are not publicly on Facebook. If you just added me as a friend and we've never interacted, especially if you're in like some weird all out of the way country and you're actually only going to try, try to ask me for money. Don't hit me up on messenger. If I add you as a friend and you're immediately, uh, response to that is to send me some business proposition on messenger. Don't do that. So those are the people I got rid of. You know, I did this huge purge of, of people, but it, it's, it's, you can't just try to shut off an entire segment of society, whether you agree with them or not. You know, that's part of what makes our society. What it, what it is, is the ability to uh, maintain conversations but so in this, we have to come to the place and go, but is it justified? I mean, I, well, justified isn't the word. Is it legal or is it allowed? This is capitalism, folks. 
Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Amazon, Google, Apple, all privately owned companies that have terms of service, but ultimately they can cut off anybody they want. Mark Zuckerberg, as the CEO of Facebook, can look at someone, he can look at Norm Dunham and whatever it is I post, and if he says, I don't want that guy on my platform, whether I've, whether I've violated terms of service or not, it is well within Mark Zuckerberg's rights to wipe me out and I lose all my pictures and all my stuff and everything. Fine. I hope that doesn't happen, but it is well within his rights or uh, whatever Dorsey, Jack Dorsey at Twitter and whoever at these other places. It is their right to sell or not sell what they want in their platforms. If Google wants to have Parler on their platform and Google Play, then great. If they don't, that's their choice. If Amazon wants to have Parler on their servers or they don't, that is their decision. That is their 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 capitalist uh, rights as a company fairly owned. Yes, they can do that. You may not like it, but we, again, remember, we're the conservatives on the side going, you shouldn't be able to tell Jack, I can't remember his last name, a Masterpiece Cakes, in Denver, Colorado, you can't tell him who he has to or doesn't have to make a cake for. He can choose or choose not to make cakes for whoever he wants to take, make cakes for. But if you're going to make sure that he has to do it, if you're going to let them sue him because he doesn't want to and they want him to, and you're going to force him to, to, to give service to certain people, then you have to force these people to give service to everybody as well. If you're going to take away, why can I not remember Jack's last name? Oh my gosh, it's going to kill me. It's going to drive me nuts through the entirety, entire rest of this episode that I cannot remember his last name. But if you're going to tell Jack from Masterpiece Cakes that he has to make a, a cake for a gay wedding and that he cannot refuse service to somebody's because he, they want him to do a same-sex wedding, then you have to tell Mark Zuckerberg that he has to or or Jack Dorsey that he has to allow the president to have a platform on Twitter does that make sense do do you see the thing but if you're going to say which we on the conservative side generally say that it is my business my right to give business to whoever I want then you have to afford, even though they're big tech and they're, they're huge and it is, it's, it's so encompassing, the reach that they have, but you have to allow them the same thing. The problem is, 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 again, we come at this, I can only come at this from a Christian worldview. I can only come at this as someone who is Christian and says, this is what I believe. I don't believe that, that Jack has to make cakes for gay weddings. I don't think that any photographer has to go be forced to do photographs at a gay wedding or sell flowers, any of these things. I don't think that has to happen. I don't think a Jewish uh, baker should have to make a Nazi cake. I don't think a Muslim uh, sandwich shop owner should have to make a BLT because they have the right to do this. And I don't think... That any of these people, even if it affects me, should have to have to give anybody a platform. 
Again, and what we are seeing is we're seeing Parler pop up. Now they got shut off of Amazon servers. They're going to find somebody, especially given the amount of people that are going there. I guarantee, guarantee you next week, someone is going to give them access, access to servers where Parler is going to be back. Now, my biggest thing is I want Parler to get better. It is a, it, I, I've been on it for a year and I really don't like the, the platform. They need to get a little more streamlined and a little more with it. MeWe, the same thing. I mean, I couldn't even, I mean, I only had MeWe for, for a 40 minutes because I ended up with pornography. Well, not pornography, nudity. I don't know. I hope there's not pornography on there, but I had a, a, Full frontal naked woman pop up on my screen as I was just going down a list of ta- hashtags. And it was like, boom, cut, uninstall, you're out. You know, MeWe's done. Until they can get a little bit better, like Facebook has, with weeding out. I mean, even if, well, I don't know. I haven't gone looking for it on Facebook. But I'm pretty sure if you go looking for it, it's Facebook has weeded it out. The, the nudity and stuff like that, Instagram and stuff like that. I know Twitter still has it, but you really have to go look for it. If you're going to, I've never accidentally come across a naked person on Twitter. Like I did when I first installed Vine and some of those things. But so, but MeWe has to get better. And when I had it, I couldn't even search for, I couldn't even figure out how to search for people, individual people. You know, it was giving me a whole lot of different suggestions but i couldn't find a a kind of a search thing to go find my pastor or find you know other ministries that i follow or other you know podcasts or anything like that i really couldn't figure it out so they got to make it easier facebook twitter they've streamlined it man it's easy youtube it's easy right i mean now there's algorithms that maybe what you're looking for doesn't pop up as much but again that is their right as a business as a privately owned business now, if this was something that the government set up, it would be a whole different thing, but it's not. These are things that are privately owned by cat in a capitalist society. So if we're going to maintain that Jack over at uh, Masterpiece Cakes and the Christian photographer or the Christian cake or flower company florist or whatever, if we're going to maintain that they don't have to serve people because of their beliefs, then we cannot force Twitter or Facebook to platform us for the same reasons but we're making the same arguments we're making the same arguments that you know the you know the left was saying you know with with the the cakes and stuff of you know make the cake you know you're discriminating you can't do that you can't you know you're a, a public business you can't do that you know, we're going we're gonna to sue you and so on. Um, Sweet Cakes by Melissa or whatever it was up in Oregon. We're now making the same arguments for against Facebook. And the left is now making the same arguments that we made in support of them. They're like, well, no, no, they're privately owned companies. you got to let them go. Did you not listen to the last round, Meathead? Pay attention because you're saying the same ish that he said. We have got to, as Christians, I can't speak to anybody else. I cannot, I can't, and I will not speak to anybody else. If you're on the left or you're, you're uh, an unreligious conservative or whatever, I'm not talking to y'all. We'll get another 
podcast and listen to the next episode of the master's dog and i'll preach the gospel there and that's when i'll be talking to you guys because that's i mean first and foremost y'all need to be saved y'all need to be following after jesus is king and let go of all this politics stuff but christians we have got to get ourselves into a place where we are consistent with our worldview and i think in the reality of it is we've got to come down. I, I personally think as a Christian, I think we have to come down on the side of rioting is wrong. Invading the capital is wrong. Destroying other people's property is wrong. But we've got to be to avoid that. We've got to hear. We've got to listen because I, I kind of do agree with Martin Luther King. And the, the idea that when you don't feel like you're being heard, it's the building up of the powder keg. So we've got to at least hear them. We, I'm, I'm not saying we have to agree with or condone or anything like that, but we've got to, to hear it. We've got to get out of the place where we immediately go when, when we see something about, because this is what happens with people on the right, and a lot of times with Christians, is when we see a black man or a black woman that is shot by a police officer immediately you, you default to the, well, what, what, what were they doing? What did they, what happened? Let's just immediately go. You know, I love the, the lyric in, uh, Oh God. Is it no, no justice, no peace. I can't remember the name of the song on C4, Kirk Kennedy, but the, the, the line, the bar that he has in there, that says, um, you know, did he rush the cop with a gun or whatever, but have we forgotten that they just lost a son? Can we not default to the tragic loss of life and let's mourn with those who are mourning? And then as, as facts do come out, rather than going, well, we're going to wait for the facts and da, 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 or jump to conclusions, can we just not say it is tragic that someone died when there's Looks like there's sketchy stuff going on. Can we not just go, well, you're just mad because you're not getting your way. And go, okay, I can see what you're saying. Now we're going to look at and we're going to see, let the legal process take its, its course and blah, blah, blah. But we have to hear. We have to hear. We have to listen. We can't just jump to conclusions. We can't just jump to our natural conclusions. And I think we fall on the side of businesses that are privately owned. Because if I ever open up my own business and say I open up uh, a big tech company and, and create, I wish I could. I wish I knew. wish I was that smart. If I could create the next Facebook that's going to blow up the way Facebook did. I want to be able to say if somebody comes on there and does something that I absolutely completely goes against my beliefs and so on to go, you know what? You're out, you're gone. And I don't want anybody to be able to come in and force me as a business to do something that violates my beliefs. And you let capitalism play out. And even if it, even if it is to the point where they start, you know, organizing boycotts, boycotts, boycotts are part of capitalism. If people really want to boycott, I'm not a supporter of boycotts. You know, I'm not, wasn't going to boycott 
Walmart or any, you know, JCPenney. There was a huge call for a boycott of JCPenney when they made Ellen DeGeneres their spokesperson. And I'm like, well, I can't really boycott somebody that I never really shopped at anyway. When was the last time anybody shopped at JCPenney? My dad worked there 40 years ago. And I didn't even really shop there then. He did. But yeah, right? But boycotts are part of capitalism. We have to be prepped for that. We have to be ready for that. We have to be ready for people to say, we don't agree with them, don't go there. And then we let capitalism work out its it, the way that it works. And either that company is either going to survive or fail. And usually we saw with like Chick-fil-A, if you've got enough people that are going to support you, you're going to get through it. If not, you're not. But that is capitalism. And that is, and I think as Christians, we fall more in line with that. I would say there's nothing in the Bible that says this is how you should act. But I think capitalism versus socialism, if you look at the, the, the tenets of both, we fall more in line, biblically would fall more in line with capitalism than socialism. And so it's just based on, you know, some uh, verses that say if a man does not work, neither should he eat. You know, you can't just be lazy. I mean, there's an understanding if you can't work, if there's issues that cause you to not be able to work. But if you just want to stay home and sit on your butt and let big government take care of you, then biblically you shouldn't eat because that's not their role. But that's another that's another podcast in and of itself as well. But so Christians, we have to find ourselves in a consistent worldview we can't be wishy-washy. We can't flip-flops on things just because whether it affects us or not. And we have to make sure we're looking at things that fall in line with what the Bible lays out. And mostly we would find that in the freedom to protest, but not violate other people's rights in the same vein. And the, the freedom to run our business the way that we want without being forced to do something that is against our beliefs. And that way we won't find ourselves on the next episode, which there will be one, of didn't you listen to the last round, Meathead? Pay attention. You're saying the same ish that he said. It's far too common. And it happens all the time. But we can avoid it if we're willing to go and, and preach the gospel at all times and use words because they're necessary. And until next week, Soli Deo Gloria.